Hello, hello. You are listening to episode 198 of the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and today I'm starting a new semi-series that will be ongoing, maybe one a month or so, called Cozy Conversations. Today, I want you to get cozy, go on a walk, do something where you want to just feel like you're talking to a friend, and we're going to talk a little bit about intention setting and really doing things your way. What that means, some lessons I'm, I've learned lately, what I learned from my big summer sabbatical break from Instagram, more or less, and hopefully some of these things will be inspiring to you. So let's go ahead and jump into the podcast. Welcome to the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this is the place to be to live a more mindful and productive life. If you're ready to turn daily chaos into calm and start your days with intention, then get ready to join me as we dive deep into mindful living and personal productivity. It's time to connect with your true self so you can live the life you want to live. And it all starts now. Hello, how are you? I've missed you. I've missed being on the podcast. It has been over a month since I recorded a new episode and just that reminder that breaks are totally okay and totally needed. And I thought it would be fun today to have a cozy conversation with you and to talk a little bit about setting intentions, making things easier for ourselves in our life and business, some ways to kind of reframe the ways that we think about things that we quote unquote have to do or places that we have to show up and how you can either totally not do those at all or you can reframe how you're looking at things so that things can kind of serve you more, right? And so I thought it'd be fun to kind of start out with a little bit of a recap of how my summer went and some of the things that totally threw my business off track. Um, I had historically the worst sales month ever in July. Like there were no new sales in my business. And that was so alarming to me. And I was so worried. Uh, Since then, things have completely picked back up. But there was a number of reasons why I think that happened. And sometimes this just does happen, right? So historically, July in my business, July, August are like pretty much like kind of dead zones. I think one of those reasons has to do with the fact that I typically just don't want to do as much in my business. And so the little things you might do, right, like talking about your offer somewhere or putting an extra effort to make sure you have reminders for things just don't get done. I also got incredibly sick for over a month and that sucked with, I had like back to back sicknesses, uh, food poisoning. It was, I will spare you the details, but it was bad. And I, I think I mentioned that before on that podcast, but regardless, not so fun. But when you are used to seeing like recurring revenue and things come in your business and then there's like a pause, which I don't think anyone's immune to this. What I mean, and people could say, well, like make sure you have your systems and your evergreen stuff in place. Sure. But when the world like is just going through something, there's reasons why you might not make as many sales. So that was like one thing that happened in my business and it definitely threw me for a loop. I was so glad that I did still have income coming in from different recurring uh, things in my business and payment plans from students and stuff like that. So like I was fine, but to, to go a whole month without like one new (laughs) enrollment was crazy, right? And I just want to be honest with you and share that here because I think most entrepreneurs 
we don't like you know you don't want to ever make people think that you're not like completely succeeding in every way all the time um but i'm a human and (laughs) things in my business are definitely not perfect um but it still sustains me and i'm able to do it right so that happened and i was sick and i like started feeling a whole way and then i started feeling like extra burnt out and that was one of the reasons why i decided you know what I'm going to actually take a summer sabbatical from Instagram and I didn't end up being off of it completely, but I just more or less what ended up happening was I took away the pressure to post all the time or do reels or do any of these things that like, I just, I don't know. I didn't really want to do in the first place. I really just miss old Instagram, to be honest. I loved the fact that you could just go on and read quotes and see fun photos and there'd be no sound. And now it sucks because sometimes I just want to be like cozy in bed, going through Instagram and every other thing is just like loud and in your face. And I miss it. I miss where it was just text and photos and that was it. Um, so I don't know if that will ever come back. Maybe I'm totally old school, but I miss it. And so I stopped doing all these things that I pressured myself into. Right. And, you know, it's it's easy, too, because there's a lot of people telling you on Instagram, here's how you grow it, right? And here's how you do it. And they're not wrong. You can absolutely keep following the algorithm and keep chasing all of that. But I found that when I really took a look at what was working in my business, the majority of my sales weren't coming from my Instagram reels or posts. In fact, the majority of my sales for Published With Purpose aren't even coming directly from my email list. Most people on my email list are people like you that are listening to this podcast, you're interested in mindful productivity and notion and paper planning and all of that. Um, Not necessarily interested in publishing your own planner. Um, Some of you are, there is some crossover, but the majority of those sales actually come from my um, articles. So they come from SEO. I have a lot of people, I would say probably 80% of my enrollments come from people searching for me, searching, searching for how to publish a plan online, finding that, and then reading the blog post articles I have, watching my publishing masterclass or, you know, uh, downloading the guide and then deciding to enroll, which is pretty awesome. And I want to leverage that more. But with that being said, it really made me realize, you know, um, people might just not be searching for that, right? Um, In the middle of July. And because that's the majority of where I find people is that they're searching for it and they enroll. And so I had that thought. And then I was like, okay, well, if most of your sales aren't specifically for published with purpose too, aren't coming directly from like the output you're having in social media, what if you, what like, what is social media to you, right? And so maybe this is something you can think about. What does Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or whatever you use or don't use, what is that doing for you and your audience? For me, I realized it was like this big aha moment that for me, Instagram isn't necessarily about finding new people organically, like because I had the right hashtags or because a reel went viral or something like that. Instead, I really love using Instagram as this cozy place to just post fun things about planning and um, in my office and getting to know people. And a lot of times what will happen is I'll have new students enroll in a program and then I'm always like, hey, now that you're in the program, make sure you're following me on Instagram. So, you know, if we needed a DM or anything, like that's the place to do it. And so a lot of people come follow me there. And then I end up building these really cool, you know, relationships or just like acquaintance kind of things with students, with other uh, business owners. And it's so fun. And so I realized like Instagram for me is not this like 
business growth strategy anymore. Instead, it's an online cozy community place where I want to nurture my current people. Um, I want to you know, continue to talk with other business owners that, you know, we had things in common and um, we have kind of like a biz friendship. And I want to share my planners and like what I'm doing with my bulldog and our planner picnics and, um, you know, like what Starbucks latte I got today or whatever. And that's what I want to do. And it's kind of nurturing the people that are already within my audience. And when I started thinking about it that way, Instagram started becoming really fun again. And then if I did create a reel or something, it was with that in mind. It was like not creating something because I thought it would get more people interested in me. Like, hey, like me, like pick me, right? Instead, it was just sharing, you know, my own stuff. And so I don't know if that reframe applies to you, but, um, you know, the way that my business model is structured, like, my email list growth, and then my SEO is really kind of the backbone of like where I generate leads, so to speak, right? Where I generate interest in my products and offers and this podcast too. Um, But Instagram, when I really looked at the data, was not driving sales. And so the value of that for me is like, I really do enjoy being on there when it's not about like big time marketing, pushing stuff. I still do do that. Like, We just had a new um, self-paced enrollment launch for Publish With Purpose. I'm offering a new self-paced option for the course, which is like, you can save like 40% enrolling that way. And a lot of people were like, oh, yay, this is like, I'm finally able to now do it. And so I did talk about that on Instagram um, and had links and stuff, of course. But other than that, no. And so I didn't expect to be talking about this specifically for almost 10 minutes now, but Think about, I don't know, ways that you show up online and realize that you can do so many different things. Like you can show up, you can be so many different parts of yourself online. Um, You know, one of the reasons why I've held back on really pursuing my YouTube channel is that I always feel like if I do it, it has to be like this certain way. And most of my videos on there now are just me doing like planner flip throughs and sharing like how I do brain dumps or how I use my planners or what hobonichis I'm going to buy for the next year. And that brings me so much joy and people enjoy it. And so there's just so many different ways to be creative and create content online. And I think it's really worth taking back the content we do create and making it feel really fun. And, you know, the, the articles I have on my website that really drive sales, those aren't necessarily the things that were like the most fun to write, right? Um, but they are catered to SEO and they're bringing in the results that I really need to to keep making money in my business. Therefore, I have the creative freedom to do Instagram stories that are just about, you know, working in a coffee shop or do YouTube videos that are just about planner flip throughs and stuff like that. So think about the ecosystem of your business and your, and your social media and just take back control of what you want, you know? Because for a while there, back in like around my birthday in June and stuff, I really was having that feeling like, F this, I don't want to be on Instagram anymore. Um, I don't want to be on social media at all. Like, you know, um, and I was really feeling that way. Like maybe it's now time to say goodbye. And and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, I see a lot of people doing that and like more power to them. But what I realized was, I actually really do enjoy the connections I have on Instagram and 
it was really more so about taking back like you know my own autonomy within that so I don't know if that's helpful to you um but that was like kind of my big takeaway from my summer sabbatical away from Instagram also had just a ton of fun um we did have you know our heat waves and stuff here that I barely got through I am not a fan of the heat I cannot wait for colder weather but um Bella and I we did so many like planner picnics we went to so many parks um I went on some really fun drives out to like further out in the country with my mom and we celebrated her birthday and you know went out to breakfast and uh this past weekend too did similar stuff with my husband and it was just so nice so nice to really be intentional about all of those things and um another huge thing I did that I actually like went way better than I could have ever imagined was for um our past published with purpose self-paced launch so the program is normally I've only offered the program with the support level attached to it which means that students get access to all of our like live calls and live rounds every time we do it and we do two a year so it's like an incredible value right because you join once and then you can publish endless journals and planners and you can always join those calls like you don't have to pay every round or something and I just love that business model and it's just like so fun too because every time I run a live round, I get to reconnect with all of these students that maybe I haven't talked to in six months. And um, even though students don't necessarily join every single round, I've had students that, you know, I haven't talked to in a couple of years, right? Because they've joined like when the program started in 2019. And it's just nice to reconnect. But anyway, for this launch of this self-paced thing, I, I was kind of in that summer sabbatical stage. And I was like, I don't want to have to show up on Instagram. Like, I don't want to have to plan all these posts and reels I did end up making a couple because I just wanted to um, but I was like no I'm gonna actually schedule out all of my emails ahead of time write all of them schedule all of them I'm no longer gonna worry about like what if I have an email scheduled and something happens in the world or in the news um, I feel like that could be a whole other episode but I'm, I'm kind of past um, there's like a lot of pressure for a while to like not show up or not do things if something in the world happened and um I started kind of feeling like that that sucked um not because it's like oh I can't make money but more so because I was like why why is everything always back on like the consumer or like the small business owner right like why aren't bit why don't big corporations have these same pressures on them it's always like women in small businesses um you know it's kind of like the whole uh Gosh, I'm going on a huge tangent, right? It's kind of like the whole uh, greenwashing stuff. Like, um, you know, for a while, especially back, I feel like in like 2015 and stuff, when green products really started becoming more mainstream, like, you know, it was there was this pressure, and I definitely fell into it, of buy the most green, ethically sourced everything you can, you know, laundry detergent, this and that and the other. And there was like a green tax on it, right? Like it was way, always way more expensive. Uh, it was a very privileged thing to be able to do. Um, you know, I'm buying like completely, you know, um, paraben free, blah, 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 everything. Right. And it's like, everything is like, seems to be an extra $7. And it was like this push that all of climate change is based on consumerism and like what we at the consumer level do when Yes, what we do individually makes a difference, but really what would really change it, right, is if bigger companies and corporations um, had more accountability for their actions. Like that's where a lot of a lot of stuff is happening. And so 
my point in sharing this long tangent is that with the email situation, I felt like, like there was, it seemed especially like, you know, in the beginning of the year, we have the, the ongoing war in Ukraine. And I, I just didn't feel like it was appropriate to email everybody out or like even sell anything when that was happening. But then it also got to this point where I was like, well, but the world is still turning. And it's like a really shitty truth. Um, I'll actually, let me actually share this other story with you um, that kind of paints this picture well. And if, if you'd love to continue this conversation, please do. You can always hit me up um, on Instagram at Sarah Steckler. If you have thoughts on this too, I'd be so curious. But so this is a sad story. Um, but in my local town, there's a Dairy Queen here. And um, the owner, his son who was only like, God, I want to say maybe 18 or 19, well, was tragically killed in a car accident um, over the summer. He was like driving home, I think at like 1030 at night or something like that. And this other guy uh, who was like 22 was driving drunk and was going entirely too fast down this hill in his truck and ran right into this poor kid and killed him on impact. And it was just so sad. And the community's been, like, rallying around um, our local Dairy Queen and on, you know, how um, business signs, like, you know, the ones where they, like, put up the individual letters, they usually have two sides to them, right? So as you're coming into this town where I live, it it said, like, R.I.P., this guy's son's name. And um, it was up there for so long. And then when I, I drove past it and I saw it, And I looked back at the Dairy Queen as I was driving past it. And I noticed on the other side, it said, try our new like take five blizzard. And I remember just being like, wow, like how the con like it just it was the reality of like what the world is right on one side of a Dairy Queen sign. You have, you know, rest in peace my son who died just died like this week and then on the other side it's hey have you tried our new blizzard flavor um and honestly i had like so many conflicting thoughts about this whole thing and i thought um and it's hard to even put it into words but it was also like is this just the way the world is? Like, I don't know how else to put it. Like, it would be great if we lived in a world where things didn't have to keep doing. It'd be great if we lived in a world where things could just stop. You know, I remember when I was in middle school, I think it was, and Bush announced that we were going to war with Iraq and everything. And I remember calling my dad and being like, what's going to happen? Like, am I still going to go to school? Like, I had no idea, right? And my dad said, uh, Sarah, just because we go to war doesn't mean that the world stops. And that was such a weird lesson for me because I was like, what do you mean? Like, of course, like, don't we all just stop existing right now? Don't we all just stop doing things? And isn't it all just about this one thing now? And the truth is, no, that's not how things work. And I think there's moments in time and moments in history where there is pause uh, and needed pause. You know, we saw that in 2020 with George Floyd. Let's like stop collectively and like really look at what's going on here and really take a look at like individually what we're not doing. Um, But then at the same time, right, like you still have to go get groceries and you still have to make dinner and you still have to run your business or go to work or take care of your kids or whatever, 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 right? Like it doesn't all actually stop. 
And you've probably felt the same kind of thing if you've went through a huge loss or a tragedy in your life. When you're mourning and grieving, it's incredibly disparaging and like surreal that people are still living their lives or getting a Starbucks or complaining about the the fact they don't have a new iPhone when you're experiencing the most incredible pain and grief you've ever had in your life. You're like, how can these people possibly be doing anything else than understanding what I'm going through? And it's that lesson, that hard, shitty lesson of the world keeps turning no matter what happens. And so my point in sharing this story that I was not planning on sharing at all is that I, for a long time, didn't plan out and do things in my business ahead of time because I was living under this fear of what if something else happens in the world and it's like sensitive And the truth is, is that like every day there are things happening in the world, our attention just isn't always brought to it, right? Um, Any day, right now, in some country, in some town, unfortunately, there is something horrible that just happened. Earth shatteringly horrible. Does that mean that we should not send out an email or show up in our business? That depends, right? Like that's our own decision. Um, I don't think you're ever going to please everyone. I'm just, I guess, realizing more and more that the way I'm going to run my business is that I'm going to stand up what I think is for what I think is right. I have the stuff presented on my website for like what I do, uh, my own accountability with that. But I still have to show up and live my life as a human being, right? Um, you know, you, you still have to keep going. We are only responsible for for what we can control and we can only we alone cannot fix every issue and so I finally kind of came to that head I kindly I finally came to that realization and so I was like you know what for this launch I'm gonna put away all that fear and I'm gonna schedule all my damn emails like I'm gonna schedule all of them Uh, because the truth is is that whether or not I send an email on a given day because something happens or doesn't happen in the world like it's such, I don't know, it's just such a small thing. Like, I hope you understand I'm not trying to be inconsiderate, but it's like, <laughs> why am I putting so much weight on one email I'm sending? Like, I'm one person in the world. Why do I, why, almost like, why do I think I have so much power or something? Or why does it matter? Um, I don't know. Point is, so I scheduled out all my emails. I had like, I think it was like two weeks worth of emails. I sent out an email every single day for this launch around in the morning. Um, and you know, just shows like what a a long way I've came. Cause I remember when I used to do launches, I would freak out about emailing my list. Like, oh no, people are going to hate me for emailing them every day. They're going to hate me for talking about the fact that I'm like talking about planning, uh, publishing planners, blah, blah. And, um, did people unsubscribe? Yeah. I think I averaged about 10 to 20 unsubscribes for every single email and, I think I had about a 35% open rate on my emails. Um, right now I have like, I have like 4,000 people on my email list. It's not huge. And, um, every day people unsubscribed, you know, I didn't get any hate emails. Like, it's just interesting. Like you always think when you do something, someone's going to email back and be like, how dare you email me? Um, that like never happens. Um, Anyway, the launch went really well. We we got a great amount of new enrollments. Um, we had a lot of people join the self-paced round. I had a couple people join that and they were like, hey, I'm actually going to upgrade 
to the support round I just like this is what I have right now and like I'm gonna do this cool we had a couple people enroll in like the full option and what was so great about it is that all the emails were scheduled and done ahead of time so this whole two-week launch period was the most stress-free easygoing no big deal I wasn't checking my email for Thrivecart sales every minute and I wasn't worried about it. And, you know, I don't think I saw sales until like the fourth or fifth day. So that's just another thing. Like people enroll at the end, you know, and people need a lot of time to think about whether or not they're going to invest. And, uh, but it was great. Moving forward, that is how I'm doing launches from now on. I'm planning out everything ahead of time, scheduling it and doing it. Um, because I wasn't stressed. I was not stressed. I've done launches before where I write the emails as I go, because that's just the mood I've been in stressful still stressful um and this was great granted i had a lot of email and copy to work with that i've used for years and so i tweaked a lot of things i wasn't reinventing the wheel from scratch but it was great so wanted to share that story gosh was not expecting to go on this big of a tangent um but do things your way i guess is the one of the things i wanted to talk about in today's cozy conversation is that think about how you want to show up and do things and and really look at your metrics and see what's actually making a difference, what's moving the needle, um, not only with your sales, but also like with your energy level and your emotional capacity. Like if showing up on Instagram every day just feels like a chore and you hate it and you don't like how you feel like you have to do it, then don't do it that way or don't do it at all. Like it's just like, I know it's like, it's so trite, but like life is so short. Your business really should not be something that you dread you know, why did you start this business, right? Um, So do things your way. The last thing I wanted to touch on today, (laughs) after my giant ramble about some deep stuff, is just setting intentions. Um, You know, as as I'm sure you might know, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, I, I deeply struggle with my mental health. It is an ongoing process. I'm still trying to heal from trauma. I mean, I feel like aren't we all right? But um you know, there's definitely times when I just don't have access to my creative brain or my normal self or my energy, like I'm just zapped. And, uh, you know, with September here now and fall coming, that is like my my jam. I don't know what it is, but when the calendar hits September 1st, I have all of my mojo back. I just excite. I'm excited. The weather's cooling down. I'm in my groove. Whatever it is, that is my time. And so I've been excited to actually set some more intentions, right? Because the summer, I didn't set any intentions. My intention was, please stop being sick. (laughs) What can we do to stop being sick? And so um, if you listen to my past episode, I believe it's episode 197, I talk about setting monthly mini goals and I break all those down. There's a really fun little freebie printable you can download too. So I thought it'd be kind of fun in today's episode to talk a little bit more about intentions. And I guess the big difference between mini goals and intentions is that intentions are kind of, um, you know, just like, what, what do you want to do? What do you, where do you want your brain to go? Like, what are things you want to keep top of mind, right? Um, The intentions are things that can guide your behavior. And I think the mini goals are the actual actions that you'll take that will lead to objectives or outcomes that you're seeking in your life, right? From all areas. So, I thought it would be fun to share a little list and I'll have a a photo of this. I totally just smacked my microphone. I'll have a photo of this on my blog and on Instagram as well. But just, I thought it'd be fun to share my 
my September intentions with you and what they are. I've got 15 and, you know, some of these things are really simple and I hope that you, I hope they inspire you to set some fun intentions. So, um, number one, and these are in no particular order, uh, do like paint by numbers and puzzles. Um, I have been having so much fun with paint by numbers. Granted, I didn't do any the month of August. I just go get them at Michael's. You can order them online. Uh, there's also some really cool companies online that you can order like canvases through and stuff that have them. Um, but paint by numbers and puzzles. I actually have quite a few puzzles I got from like the Dollar Tree that were like a dollar or I think it's like a dollar twenty-five now. Um, they're for kids, but I buy them and do them. And I like them because I can do them in a short amount of time. Like I don't feel overwhelmed by a giant puzzle. And it's just a great way for me to get out of my head. Um, I also have the intention to drink three Stanleys daily. So I have my Stanley quencher. I'm a big fan of these. They keep my water so cold. I'm not a sponsor, but I could be. Hey, Stanley. Um, and I put ice in them and I fill them up. They're like 40 ounces and they have a little handle and they have a straw. And I didn't think I would like drinking out of a straw with my water every day. Like an, I've been like a water bottle type of person, but I, I suck these things down like crazy. Okay. And it's really easy for me to drink two a day. And I'm like, let's bump it up to three. So that's one of my intentions. Um, another one is read daily before bed. I've done really good at like not being on TikTok the past couple weeks, but I still struggle to read. And this is like something I feel so insecure about because I see all these people that like are always reading all these books and I want to read more. It's not that I can't read, but I I struggle to sit down and do it. Once I'm actually like reading a book, it's great. But the whole process of getting myself to sit down um, and like hold still and read is hard. Like if I could walk and physically read a book, I'd be so happy. Like, um, and maybe I need to try putting like a stand on my treadmill or something to read. But, um, and I know I could like listen to books too. Totally also, also cool. But I just struggle to like sit down and read. So I often check out books from the library and then have to take them back or they're overdue and I haven't even read them yet. Or like I'll post a photo of a book I'm like about to read at a park with Bella and like something will happen and then we have to leave. And I like people are like, oh, that book's so good. Let me know what you think of it. And then I'm like, I never actually got to read it. So anyway, the intention is to get in bed and read um, instead of being on my phone. And I'd like to finish two books this month. I'd like to finish two books. I am reading one. It's been slow going um, about, oh, data. Hold on. Let me pause this and look. I have it written down. Okay. Fun fact. Did you know if you go to my website, if you go to sarahsteckler.com forward slash now, you can see like what I'm doing right now. So I have what I'm reading right now written down. So I'm reading this book called Invisible Women, Exposing Data Bias in a World Designed for Men by Caroline Ooh, Credado Perez, I think is her name. Um, it's so fascinating. It will make you so mad. <laughs> um, but it's really interesting just about how, you know, like medical studies weren't even required to have women, I think, until like 1994. Like what? Um, and all these different things that have just been created, like even like sidewalks and uh, roads that have been designed with men as the default and not considering women at all. And so it's just very, very interesting. Um and every time I read it, I'm like, my husband is like learning so much because I'm like, did you know? Anyway, 
that is the book I'm reading. So that's really good. And so the uh, the goal this month is to finish that book and another one. Uh, another intention I have is to actually finish my Pretty Productive Life curriculum overhaul. This program is getting such a big overhaul and there have been so many new updates in Notion, It's a, which I'm so happy for, but I'm like, oh no, like now my other trainings, like don't factor those in. Like those, they still work, right? But I really want to upgrade, uh, update all of that. And then um, just, you know, get the new curriculum out because I'm going to be launching that new program, fingers crossed, in October. I would also like to walk at the park three times a week. There's an amazing park just up the road from me and it is chef's kiss, the most amazing fall place to walk because if you get there early in the morning, it's still cold and crisp and there's like fog and like birds and you're walking in the middle of a wetland. It is, it is amazing. Um, another intention, evening journaling in my office really sitting down and doing that and also having tea and doing my little wind down routine. I want to get back into playing Animal Crossing. I feel so bad because like anytime I have these like sprints where I get really into Animal Crossing and I play like almost every day and I like like water my pumpkins and pick my apples and like do all my stuff and say hi to all my little friends and then if I don't play for a couple months they're like where have you been and so I always like I know it's just a video game but I'm always like oh my god are they in there like digitally upset that I'm not there um I also want to work on I'm I'm putting together an idea for a new planner for 2023 um it's probably going to be undated and I don't know that it's going to be like a planner planner I have a couple ideas of like something specific I might launch. Um, and I do have a couple more pocket planner ideas too. So that's fun. I want to try three new recipes this month. Um, like brand new recipes, like things I've never made ever. Um, one of them was like a good hot and sour soup. I want to make some soups, like underrated food item. You know what I mean? Um, anytime I make a good soup, I'm like, wow, I didn't think this would be filling. And it is. And it's wonderful. Um, there's a really good... I think it's coconut based coconut milk um butternut s- squash sage soup i make and then you oh and then you uh get some crostini bread and like chop it up and put some butter on it in the oven mm, mm, so good um so that i want to bake chocolate chip cookies it has been far too long since i've baked any cookies i already went to the store and got chocolate chips i have all the ingredients i need i am very excited once it's cool enough and using the oven doesn't feel like, you know, a crime against the heat in our apartment, I will do that. I want to set some time to outline all of my Q4 goals, not only for my business, but also my life and myself. And then I want to do a better job of tracking like my cycle and my mood and my mental health. You know, when you go to the doctor and they're like, when was the last time you had your period? And you're like, hi, I'm 12. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? I don't know. I know it happened, but I didn't track it. I want to get better at that. Um, and also just writing down more things with like my mental health. Um, I'm thinking about updating the... I share these things in hopes that like somebody will email me and be like, you said on the podcast that you were going to do this. Where is it? That never happens. But I'm thinking about updating the every year I make a new version of the um, energy driver habit tracker, which is a Google sheet where you can identify your 12, I think it is main energy drivers for your day and then track them. And then it tells you hey, Wednesday's your best day of the week or like Thursday, you don't do shit. What's wrong with you? No, I'm just kidding. Um, it does tell you when you're doing good and bad though. Um, but I was thinking about updating that and um, incru- including like mood 
and cycle tracking stuff too. I know there's like a lot of apps for that. Um, I personally feel weird about using some of those apps with like all the um, RVW stuff going on, but I do want to include that in the energy driver habit tracker just to track like more of that kind of stuff. And then um, I also need to go get a schedule of physical with my doctor and um shout out to kelly cover by the way because i think i'm gonna also schedule a full body skin check with a dermatologist i've never done that before um but she on her instagram i feel like it was like a year ago she posted this whole thing about how you need to go do that every year and um i'm i've never done anything like that and i'm like you know what She's right. Um, don't know how that goes. I'm a little worried about the fact that someone would be looking at my entire body and checking my skin. Um, and when I'm nervous, I get I make horrible, like sh- stupid jokes. Um, and doctors never seem to laugh or appreciate it. So I'm like, this is going to be interesting. Um, but I need to do that. So those are my intentions for September. Um, we really rambled anyway. I hope you're having a nice walk if you're walking and listening to this or, you know, whatever you're doing. Um, I would love to know what you're doing. I like secretly wish that people would take photos of what they're doing when they're listening. Um, so I feel like we can hang out because it's weird. Like it's like a one way conversation, right? Me talking to you and I have no idea what you're doing. Um, but anyway, I hope you have a really, really lovely week ahead. I'm excited to get back into the podcast and share more um, and teach some more things. You know, there's some more Notion content coming and all that good stuff. So if you have things you'd like me to talk about or you just want to say hi, please uh, send me a message on Instagram at sarahsteckler.com. And as always, you can find more resources, planners, all that good stuff over at sarahsteckler.com. Please go check it out. If you love the podcast, you're going to love everything that you find there. Have a wonderful week ahead. I will see you back here next Monday. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you then.